Hi everyone, I'm Tara Mont, and you're listening to the Trust and Thrive with Tara Mont podcast. I created this podcast along with my blog and brand to hopefully inspire others to live their most authentic life. I truly believe that we all have the power to live a life we love, and to do so, it's so important to be in tune with ourselves and be open to growing and evolving. I believe that once we can trust ourselves in our vision, that's when we can thrive. So with this podcast, I plan to discuss all things to do with self-reflection, personal growth, mindsets, and self-belief, all aspects that affect us in our everyday life. If you feel connected to my message and want to listen more often, I will be sharing one podcast a week, so make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. On today's episode, we have Justine Byrne, who is the founder of Jump Smart Talent and the author of Happy Girls Get Everything. Jump Smart Talent helps growing companies find and retain excellent talent, and her book, Happy Girls Get Everything, is a 14-week guide to becoming a happier person and creating the life you want. Overall, Justine is an entrepreneur, an athlete, and an author who studied philosophy at Columbia University, Yale University, and New York University. Happy Girls Get Everything is a self-help book in which Justine drew upon her extensive studies of philosophy to create a step-by-step guide to a happier you. In this episode, Justine really opens up about her past and her family life, how that led her to where she is today, the story about how she left her job and started Jump Smart Talent, and a lot more really interesting info. I really enjoy talking to her. You can find Happy Girls Get Everything on Amazon if you would like to give it a read. And with that said, let's get right into the episode. Hi, Justine. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Of course. I wanted to ask, can you tell our listeners a little more about yourself and Jump Smart Talent and your book? So my company is Jump Smart Talent, and we specialize in tech recruiting and finance recruiting nationwide. So that's the traditional headhunting model where we're just out getting passive candidates for clients who need to fill large headcount orders. That came about because of my commitment to happiness. So I was working for a very large firm and was just working 12 hours a day, wasn't necessarily very happy. And I like left work a little early one day and sat on the beach in Santa Monica and was like, what do I like about this job? And what could I improve upon for my lifestyle? And how, if I was doing this business on my own model, would I do it differently than this large company is doing it? And that started a subscription model, which ultimately was not successful, (laughs) (laughs) but we tried it and we got, I got out of the corporate kind of world and I started a subscription model where you would pay like $400 a month and I would be your HR consultant. And the margins were kind of terrible on that, but I was able to learn about margins and changed my pricing to a flat fee model. And a flat fee model is pretty good because it allows me to bring in candidates who are non-traditional to a role. And it also allows me to kind of, in a certain way, address the questions of equal pay for women because my fee isn't related to how much a candidate makes. And where in the traditional headhunting world it is, you want the candidate, you know, you want to find the most expensive candidate to place them because your fee will be higher. 
which oftentimes excludes minority and female candidates out of the process in kind of an unspoken way, right? So I changed to a flat fee model because it just was right from a social justice perspective and um, started working on my own, which made me happier. And it's been years now, so I think it's going well. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. And then Happy Girls Get Everything was kind of, so I got my professional life like rocking and rolling, had a team of four, you know, everything was great. And my personal life just took a nosedive. I think every area of your life does as well as the amount of attention you pay to it, you know? So I went on this whole journey. I ended a a really long relationship. I ended up being, you know, 32 and single and like living in Southern California and realized that I had gotten so far from what made me me when I was a 15 year old and how to get back to that. So Happy Girls Get Everything is like an autobiographical self-help book. It's like 14 weeks to like getting back to your real true self, you know? Mm-hmm. And we do exercises like stop validation-seeking behaviors and write a vision board and create a mission for your life. And that grew out of, very interestingly, grew out of professional success um, and kind of how to balance it all. I like that. I like that you started with Jump Smart Talent and you were focusing on maybe business and career. And that led you to another aspect of your life and realizing, oh, I need to focus on my self-happiness and, and that part of myself. When it came to Gem Smart Talent, going a little back, how long were you working on it on the side before you could leave your full-time job? <laughs> None. <laughs> oh, really? Wow, good <laughs> Terrible idea. Everyone listening, <laughs> work on it on the side. I mean, mentally, right? Like, yeah. mentally, I was, it, I was thinking, and I had done this kind of hybrid company called Addison Clark in between the two where – I was just selling my research to one guy who had a ton of high net worth or high, um, like high fees. So I would do one or two fees for him just to keep alive while I was, you know, managing it. But really, I just left corporate and was like, I have this thing. I won't say any profanity on your show, but I'll just substitute the the word for you. But I have this thing I say in my head and it's, I'm Justine Byrne and I do whatever the heck I want. Mm -hmm. Like that's my mantra, which (laughs) is good and bad. But yeah, I just kind of pulled an I'm Justine Byrne and I do whatever the heck I want moment and left corporate and said, I know I'll figure it out. I have a very solid core in myself of knowing that I survive anything and I thrive under pressure. Like that's my self-belief. I don't know where it came from, but I know it's true about me. Did you grow up in an environment where you were encouraged to be very confident in your abilities and know who you are? What kind of environment did you grow up in? Interesting question. Um, My growing up, was very interesting. Um, my dad's family is this super staunch Irish family. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can trace their heritage back to like the high king of Ireland in like 10, like a thousand AD or some stuff. You know, we are the Byrne family and we do things <laughs> a certain way. Um, all the boy cousins on that side were professional athletes in some sport at some time. And so there were many family like mantras that I didn't realize were like other people didn't get them. My dad would put you on the, I I was a very competitive lacrosse player and I still am. And he would put you on the field and he would say, I don't want you to do your best. I want you to be the best. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're doing your best. I care that my daughter is the best on the field. And for a 14 year old, that's like, Oh yeah. A lot of pressure. Or, you know, I would bring home a 98 on an algebra test. And the first question is, what happened to the other two points? Do you know why you didn't get a perfect score? And can you fix that problem? I don't know, Dad. I'm 12. No, go find <laughs> out. 
where those two points went and why it wasn't perfect and make sure next time the same question comes up, you know the answer. So it was pretty, um, but like they were loving and, and, you know, like very fun. Like my family laughs a ton and it wasn't a negative experience. It was just no room for the BS that a high school kid would give you. Like mm-hmm. there was no room for that. There was nothing like, like I also remember bringing home straight A's and my mom was like, aren't you proud of her? And my dad says, we don't celebrate what's expected. This is what's expected. So no. good. You know, it was just like that yeah. was it. And and it wasn't like there was a lack of, you know, you always got the high fives and the pat on the back. You get three goals and dad would get you an ice cream. You know, there was mm-hmm. positive things, but there was there was no other option. So I've recently been coaching high school lacrosse and I have the third ranked team in Southern California. We just beat the first ranked team in Southern California. Oh. And one of the girls at practice said, well, you know, if we don't beat the first ranked team, we're really going to learn from that. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry, this team, we don't lose. Like, there's no, that's, that's not the option. The option isn't we'll lose and learn. The option is we're winning and burn the ships, you know, like no more. Like that's the plan. And when the girls like their eyes got so wide, cause I think for the first time in their life, they were like, Oh, we're allowed to think like that. Like we're allowed <laughs> to be that, you know, mm-hmm. cocky and confident. And we came from behind, we closed a five goal deficit or a four goal deficit. I was like, come on, guys, this is why we go to practice. You can do this. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, and once their mindset turns to like, oh, yeah, we can beat this team. I was also the youngest. And like, by the time I was, so Heather went to college when I was six. So by, by the time I was 10, I had a sister who was a physicist already. And oh, then wow. by the time I was 16, my sister Bridget had already sung for the Boston Pops and been on like off Broadway and won like all these awards. So like, there was no, like, I had, I had no choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was no way going Yeah. On. Do you think that led into you starting Jump Smart Talent and saying that this is my plan A and it's going to happen? Because I think a lot of people, they may be hesitant and they don't believe in it as much. But if you think I'm going to make it happen no matter what, you do everything to do so. So do you think that led into your future and your career and how you live your life now? I think so. I think still carrying my family name means a lot to me. Like still, you know, we do, we're honest, we work hard, we do well as like a a thing I think that it's very hard to like it's hard to impress them like yeah I still think that at 34 years of age I am waiting for them to be like whoa you did that you know so like it drives me to like make this company so successful and like daydreaming about like flying my parents out here and showing them a house I bought with my hard work you know like just Mm -hmm. I want that do you think you faced judgment when you left your job and you started Jump Smart Talent at first from not even just your family, but maybe your coworkers or your friends? Did you feel a sense of judgment and what made you stick to those goals regardless? Yeah, none of my coworkers spoke to me. It was a very, wow. very big global firm. We were a very close like freshman class. And now, you know, years later, everyone's gone on to be in-house at, like Facebook and Pandora, and Microsoft and all that. But like... Mm-hmm. At the time, it was no one returned my calls. No one spoke to me. It was pretty lonely. But there were people from my, you know, it's a small community in, in, in headhunting and recruitment. We know the people at the other firms. So the people from the other firms were super nice. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, what does living your most authentic life mean to you? Oh, that's such a good question. I have to go back to my mantra. I'm Justine Byrne and I do whatever the heck I want. Like that (laughs) is living my, 
you know, sometimes, and it's not like, oh, I'm going to take this parking space and be a bad citizen, you know, or like be Mm -hmm. a bad person to people. It's more like if it's conceivable, I mean, I'm just make it happen. I think being authentic for me is also like, I go through periods of really being like cocooned consciously go through hibernation periods. Like currently right now, I'm, I'm developing different aspects of my business, including some online courses and some, some things that are more passive income. And um, people aren't hearing from me. I'm going to bed at nine. I'm watching tons of YouTube about the next step. Like I'm considering my friends right now, quote unquote friends or like my top five to be mm-hmm. business leaders that I admire who are virtual friends, right? Like I'm just consuming their content. And I text my friends. I'm like, hey, I'm going to come out of Butterfly in like four weeks. Give me a sec. I'm on to the next phase. And all of my friends know me. And I've been pretty good to my friends, so they get it. I think that's part of being authentic is knowing when it, it's okay for it to be just you. Like knowing when you've got inner work to do to change some beliefs, to go to the next level. And it's all right if you're not hanging out for a while. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And do you think that led to you writing Happy Girls Get Everything? Yeah, I do. Happy Girls Get Everything was so, so I got divorced. I had a long-term relationship that ended mm-hmm. um, and it was hard. And my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. Like my absolute, first of all, the whole concept of Thanksgiving is the greatest. It's the whole day yeah. to eat and drink with your family and be grateful. So it's my favorite and I always host Thanksgiving. I always make a massive turkey and I make it a certain way and everybody loves the stuffing and it's like a whole thing. And this was the first Thanksgiving after that transition and that transition was pretty like fresh. Like it had been a couple months. And I was like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't host this holiday this year. Like it's not in me. I wasn't feeling particularly grateful. And seeing faces and, and it just felt like it was going to be a day of a lot of explanation. And I wasn't ready. I was hibernating, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, what can I do to mark Thanksgiving as a special day, as my favorite holiday, but uh, not see anyone? And how can I get away with that socially? <laughs> so I put up a Facebook and told all my friends I'm doing a Vipassana weekend. Have you ever heard of Vipassana? No, I haven't. Complete silence, utter complete silence. Okay, yeah. I've heard of like silence retreats and yes, definitely. But I didn't go to a retreat. I just got in my truck and I went up to the sequoias mm-hmm. and I camped in my truck and I was silent for like three days. And when I got home that night, I have one vice and it's smoking hookah. I do it occasionally and I love it, but I tried mm-hmm. not to. Um, I went to the hookah bar and I wrote the entire book just in a couple hours. I took some notes during my silent weekend of like mm-hmm. what I wanted to do with the book and like mm-hmm. what I wanted to people to know or to learn from like what I went through. And then I just wrote it and then it was done by December 2nd. It was published. That's amazing. And I think the fact that it came from maybe you can say a darker time in your life or a harder time and that it turned into a creative outlet and turned into something amazing for you. I think that's very inspiring and and very important for people to realize that you can turn those times into a creative form or something amazing. I, yeah, I think a couple of things came out of that. First, the first thing I thought about happiness was like happiness, like nobody smiles 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Happiness has to have room for the opposite, the grief and the anger. And the second thing was like, oh my God, I am so sad and angry and lonely and scared as far as my personal life is concerned. 
I don't ever, I got to figure out how I got here. And if I can like stand at the crosswalk and stop any 25 year old girl or any 23 year old woman from crossing this street, like I will be your crossing guard. I don't want anyone to feel this way. I will tell you everything I learned along the path and all the signs and all the little tricks to stay happy and to stay in your center when you're dealing with other people because, oh my goodness, I if I could stop any stranger or my worst enemy from feeling this way, I will. That's kind of where it came from. I like that. And would you say the book has to do with mostly personal parts of your life or did you talk about business as well and your career and starting Jump Smart Talent? That's a good question. So I talk about both. The first 14 weeks of the book are how to create happiness. And that is the personal side. So you start your first week, all you do is you wear a rubber band on your wrist. And every time you catch yourself seeking validation, you switch wrists. So anytime your action, or you make a call or send a text or say something or tell a joke or walk into a certain store. And the reason is because you want validation from outside of you. You Mm -hmm. just catch yourself. And it's very basic, like steps like that for 14 weeks. You do things like create a vision for your life, create a life mission, all on the inside on the personal level. And that's like the first, I'd say, 14 chapters, first, you know, whatever, I'd say two thirds of the book. The next third is about now that you've found your happiness, how do you keep it in the real world? Like, how do you set up your email so that you're only responding to email, you know, once every three hours instead of always being responsive to someone? How do you create no fly zones in your day so that your personal life doesn't trickle into your professional life? How do you create, how do you manage your time so that you get your objectives done in a day rather than the objectives the world wants to put on you? So those things are more about in now that you're happy in your little like self, how do you keep that when you're forced to interact with, you know, work and business and and other things? Yeah, definitely. And how do you stay positive or happy on those really hard days? What do you personally do? I have this obsessive belief that if you measure it, you can improve it. So lately, I've been um, working on optimizing my physical fitness. Mm -hmm. That had come with real exhaustion and like dealing with being exhausted because I've been playing a ton of lacrosse and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I just started every day just keeping a list of like, how am I feeling when I wake up and what time do I wake up? Like, what are my emotions? Just that. And as far as happiness, it's kind of the same thing. I make a list every day. And in the top right corner, I write my goals. And in Mm -hmm. the top left corner, I write everything I'm grateful for. And then I write a mantra for the day. Usually, I'm just Dean Byrne and I do whatever the heck I want. Then I make a list of everything I have to do in that day. And so by the time I've, like, focused on my goals and I made a list of my gratitude and I made a list of, like, what I'm responsible for, I'm feeling pretty positive. And then the last part of the list is what I need God or the universe to do for me that day. I need that. Not only do I need to call this person, I need this person to return my call and like buy what I'm selling. <laughs> I like, I have no control over that, but God, like that's in your hands or, and once I actually give God his to-do list, brazen as that sounds. And like, as soon as I put <laughs> things in God's hands to have it taken care of, I admit to myself that it's not in my control. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to feel like lighter. And like not yeah. so unhappy because it's like, well, listen, like I asked for it. Like I ordered it at the restaurant. So it's either coming or they're going to tell me they're out of it in the kitchen. But I can't do anything more than I've done. Yeah, exactly. You kind of surrendering and realizing you've done everything you could. And now you just have to let the universe handle it. And this can be professional and personal. So if someone listening feels stuck, whether that's in their 
business or at work and they want to start their own business maybe, or they just don't feel happy and they don't know what to do next, what advice would you give that person, especially if they want to follow a passion, but they're afraid? Oh my God, don't be afraid. That's not advice, but I'll help from there. But don't because, you know, if it's your passion, the universe doesn't make mistakes. Like it doesn't make errors. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nothing was an error. And not everybody wants to be a NASCAR driver. There would be way too many NASCAR drivers (laughs) if everyone had that desire. And so the universe is very specific when it gives you your desire is the fundamental expression of who you are and what your soul is. If that desire is in you, if it comes across as truly important to your soul, and that is your desire, it's there because you're supposed to succeed at it. It's like a blank check. The desire itself is like a blank check. You are supposed to succeed at it. If it is a desire, know that that comes with a guarantee that it is supposed to be pursued by you and and, and you're supposed to succeed at it. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy and I'm not saying it's not going to take hard work and you should sit back, but I'm saying, you know, I never had the desire to be a dentist. Like the universe just knew that's not my soul's journey. So if you've got a burning desire to be a dentist, it's there for a reason. People have teeth and they need help and you can be the best one, you know, know that those desires were like divinely handed out to the right people. It Mm -hmm. wasn't an error. Um, And the other thing I would say a little bit more practically is like cherish the daydreaming phase of that. Like I'm definitely a woman of, of immediate action and I definitely start running before I know the directions always. But there's something magical about the very beginning of any project or any company or any new endeavor where you're just dreaming about it and you're just thinking about all the ways it could go right. And like the more you can savor that, that's like hiding like canned goods under the sink for like if if the world runs out of food. Like those those stores of energy are like awaiting for the rough days. So the mm-hmm. more of that daydreaming and really passionately imaging how it could be before you start and you face all the world telling you like you can't do it that way you can't do it that way you can't do it that way the more you can dream and enjoy the daydream aspect of any goal the more fuel you're going to have I love that I think that's important too because a lot of people are focusing on their end goal or a destination but the journey is so fun it's part of it like the ups and the downs of any journey so I would agree with you but from experience When it comes to trusting and believing in your abilities, do you think that's more important or just hard work ethic or a balance of both? What would you say is most vital? I think it's trust. And I think the trust leads to the hard work. And I don't think you have to trust that you're an expert at anything. I think you have to trust that you can learn and grow. Your ability to like trust your ability to learn and improve more than you have to trust your ability to do any one thing. And once you have that trust in yourself, like I can adapt, I can improve, I can learn. Um, Any one mistake does not define my entire life. And I think being an athlete, you kind of get that mindset because certain things just need to be repped out. Like certain things you just have to do wrong a hundred times before it clicks. This is just reps. I just need more reps. The more, the more repetition or the more times I try always, I've done this so many times. Like I taught myself how to use my left hand in lacrosse. Like I'll teach myself how to Right now, it's affiliate marketing that I'm working on, which is boggling my mind, but whatever it is, right? 
like I can learn it through repetition. So I think it's less trust in any specific talent or ability and more trust in yourself as one who can develop talents and abilities. And that's the fundamental because then the work ethic comes from that because then you don't get discouraged because you know that you're just, you know, N plus one on any number of reps that's leading to success. So the work ethic will just naturally come from that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And for you, did do you think your passions came from, did you explore different options, different career paths, or did you kind of know what you wanted to do? So for someone who doesn't know and they feel stuck and they feel like they need to explore, what do you think they should do? I do have an exercise in the book where we talk about going back to your, I say 15, but it could be any age where you had a developed sense of your own free time, but no real mm-hmm. like responsibilities on that time. What were you doing then when you just could use your time for enjoyment? Mm-hmm. And there's a secret in there for you about your passion. I love that. Yeah. And for me, it was always, always writing. Always. I remember. And I tried many iterations. I was an actor. I've written some films. I've written this book. I think sales in many ways is writing and communicating, which is basically what recruitment is. Um, but everything comes back to, I remember when I was 15 and they just said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to read and write all day. I just want to read things and write about it. I want to read and write and like whatever that looks like. And, you know, I could have easily turned that into law or to copywriting or whatever, but there was a fundamental at 15 years old. If I was left alone in a house, my parents went out to whatever I was reading or writing poetry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like those are my two things. So I knew it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and for being on the show. I really appreciate it. What's coming up next for you and where can listeners follow you and purchase Happy Girls Get Everything? Oh, that's such a great question. Thank you for asking it. Of course. My next is going to be a series of online courses. And I think those online courses are going to start with finding your passions. I mean, like that 15-year-old exercise I was just talking about, creating a mission statement for your life, creating a vision statement for your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are next. We have also some new apparel, some quotes from the book on the Happy Girls Get Everything website, happygirlsgeteverything.com. And um, the book is on Amazon. You can search it under the title. You can buy it on Kindle or in paperback. Um, and that's, you know, that's that's my stuff. Great. Thank you. And I will make sure to include all the links in the description of this episode. So if anyone's interested, they can just go right there. So thank you so much, Justine. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I really appreciate Justine for opening up so much about her life and her family, her background, and some hard times she went through, and how that led her to writing her book and starting Jump Smart Talent. So I'm really thankful to Justine for opening up and sharing so much. There was a lot from this episode that I could discuss. One thing that really stuck with me is the idea of being alone and how Justine explains how she was almost in hibernation at one point. She's working on her own career and her own life and sometimes you don't want to go socialize. You don't want to see all these people and have to explain your life. And I get that because as much as I love socializing and being around people, sometimes you just need that alone time. You need time to self-reflect and there's nothing wrong with that. Not to a point where you're so alone and if you feel seriously depressed and going through an issue, you definitely want people around. But I mean, if you just feel like you have to self-reflect and 
explore yourself. You want to explore yourself more. Just focus on figuring out what you want to do in private as opposed to going out that night. It's totally okay. That's something that really stuck with me because I felt guilty for that too, for maybe not going out all the time as much as I used to because I've been so focused on maybe what I'm doing in my career and how I'm trying to grow my business. So that's something to not be ashamed of. I think as long as you communicate and make your expectations clear with the people around you, they're most likely understanding of what you're going through. So that's one thing that's important and to realize that happiness isn't so simple. It's not just like like Justine said, not everyone's smiling all the time and so happy. You need to go through those dark times sometimes to realize what happiness feels like, to appreciate what you do have in your life and find the light in that darkness. And for Justine, she wrote her book from a really dark time in her life. And so I find that very admirable and an important message to remember that there's always light in the darkness. So with that said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to read Happy Girls Get Everything, you can find the book on Amazon and I will include the link to it in the description of this episode. You can also follow Justine and contact her through all the information I will have in the description of this episode, as always, along with my Instagram, which is at tara.mont and the Instagram for this podcast at Trust and Thrive. So make sure to subscribe, follow if you'd like to be up to date with episodes every Thrive Thursday. So with that said, I hope you all have an amazing week. I hope you're enjoying spring. I'm so happy that the weather is finally getting nicer here in LA. Wherever you are, I hope you're having a wonderful time and really taking time to yourself and realizing that it's okay to go through a hard time. If you're going through a hard time, I promise you will get through it. So keep dreaming, keep working hard, keep reflecting, keep doing you. And I will catch you all next Thrive Thursday.